fucking in, in the dark be? No, 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 no. It's ten. What is going on? Okay, there it is. Yeah, baby. <gasps> yeah, there baby. he is. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand Anna sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 195 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon Anna. And with me, as always, glowing blue, most awesome. That's right, Blandana. That's Yeah, I know. We all heard it. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I'm double. That's rude of me. I, I should no, be. Go after it full of mirth and joy after this past weekend yeah that's true i mean if i was just like eight ipas deep it's just you take however i pronounce it as you get it mm-hmm. but uh that was that was a straight just run up to the blocks and just stumbled bro just stumbled. that's all right you know what sometimes sometimes it happens when you're world cr- class oh see i did it oh there you I knew go. i was gonna get it uh, yeah. when you're world okay. class podcaster you're not you're not immune to a flub here and there in fact that's what endears you to the audience yeah 195 deep but uh yes you are having a good maybe that's what it is you're a little cocky after this michigan performance that's and the right it just changes you you like be a little osu if you want to let brandana know just because you're standing on third base don't mean you hit a triple my friend <laughs> look at that boy lame throw i guess we got a jam-packed episode 195 we're right from the headlines we're doing the week 12 recap uh we're doing a little you hear about this um doing some of those yahoo headlines that's where i get my news from not kidding gonna do the mmb fixes pass interference on underthrown balls the sequel we talked about it once i don't know how long ago but it pisses me off so much they didn't need our they didn't heed our warnings they did not gotta come back after them uh do an mama parody tip holiday parody i think we had this on the last one did i I just blow through it on our last no no no. we were we were cooking with gas and it just you know some of those things get cut you know it's like every once in a while we have a segment that's the matt damon to our jimmy kimmel and we gotta we gotta punt down we gotta run them uh what i always say is because it's usually a good segment we're just like oh this is so rich we'll save it for next pod and then i Mm -hmm. just don't Remember, but we did this time. I'll uh, do a Neapolitan showdown. Top three ways to get out of your holiday hangover. That's right. Put that into yeah. practice this season. Uh, then doing a little go blue. You can do a college football check-in. Just mm. we don't usually have a lot of reasons to do this, but feels like this season we do. Want to see where we're at. Then we're gonna finish as we always do with our MVP of the week, ladies and gentlemen. You're a power. It's start. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. Uh, rip from the headlines. NFL Week 12 recap. Why do we talk about that this week, brother? Because uh, we had a yet another like up and down kind of confusing week here but we're starting to see some i think trends for maybe the playoffs a little bit a little little something that we can um sink our teeth in and get it get a get an understanding of this of this uh nfl season yeah i hope so i mean i hope you're right this definitely feels um i think even listen to some of the other sports podcasts like even if you look just kind of like 
the NFL MVP race, like who's taking that over? It's still like, it's just, it's weird. Like it's up in the air, like no team. And you know, I mean, it's going to make for a super interesting postseason. It's probably a little scary if you are a fan of like, you know, like a division two, like a two seed or three seed, just because you're just like, man, I've, have we seen any team really just be able to like turn it in three weeks in a row? No, I, I I'd say no. Um, I mean, I think we've had like some early runs. The Titans were playing hot for a minute. Yeah. Uh, the Colts uh, hot. The, the the Patriots are now the hottest team just based on the win streak that they put together. Um, but you're, yeah, you know, to, to call all those like super quality, quality, like definable, you're the top tier of the NFL. I'm not, yeah, I, I, would, I don't want to feel comfortable betting anything on that. Yeah, because I mean, we had the Chiefs and before then we had the Patriots. Um, I'm trying to, I mean, I know when we were coming up as kids, really getting the NFL, like we had the 49ers, we had the Cowboys. There's always just kind of like this era of at least these elite teams. And not to keep banging on this head, like we could, you know, keep talking about this week 13, week 14. Maybe let's just like dive in. I made a few notes on some teams and I'm just going to ask you what's wrong with them. So let's do the negative tip. Like what fix do they have to do? I think we can start with the Titans. Probably, probably the easiest. What's wrong with the Titans? Yeah. I mean, uh, this is what happens when we sink all of our money into a retread quarterback and a, a, a running back that, you know, it was bound to get injured and history found itself in this way. And I, and they've just had terrible injury luck. Julio Jones, AJ Brown, uh, offensively, they just look, you know, not great. And then defensively they're giving up quite a bit of points as well too. So not the, uh, accustomed, Mike Vrabel, you know, defense, you know, that Patriot defense that we've used to see from them. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of their Achilles heel last year. It was just uh, that defense, but I like your idea. And uh, they've were, it started out a little strong for them, but seems to kind of like regress to the mean again about not being like that. And they, I think they had injuries also, I think even going against those chiefs, like cornerback uh, mm-hmm. things and everything on that side of the ball. But what would you say? Like, I like your point about retread quarterbacks, like, is Tannehill to you closer to like a case Keenum like came in and can get it done for like a year, like two years, or, you know, is this, cause we don't have a lot of great examples of guys getting their second wind. And even if you want to say like Matt Stafford, which I wouldn't even say like is super fair. Cause he's always been considered a great talent. I mean, even him, like we're not seeing anybody that, you know, started out and got that second chance and then just really took advantage of it and balled out. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I mean, Longer than like a year. Longer yeah, than yeah. A year. I mean, we have like a Jameis, right? Jameis was playing pretty well this season. Obviously, he got hurt, so you can't yeah, really yeah. hold that against him. Uh, yeah, Case Keenum. Um, I, you know, I think this is what happens when you're a middle of the road NFL quarterback. You're not objectively bad. You're not, you know, um, somebody that is is just you know bound for disaster everywhere you go. Um, We've seen a little bit with Ryan Fitzpatrick just kind of bouncing around. He'll have some shitty years. So I think that that's, that's like Tannehill's maybe best comparison is we'll see some moments, some flashes of like, okay, you look halfway decent because he is pretty athletic. He can run, but then we're going to see like when he, he struggles, he's going to struggle mightily. And, and it's unfair to put it all on him, but when you're the quarterback, these are the things that you have to deal with. And you know, he hasn't been playing great. He's been turning the ball over a bunch. They just haven't looked cohesive, you know, and, 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 
they just don't look like a well-rounded offense. So um, that is, you know, betting the farm on a guy like that means this is our, this is our ceiling. Our, our, our apex was last year when we thought we were going to make a real run and made it to like the conference, what was a conference title game, you know, on that hot streak. That was their, that was their ceiling right there. And then they, they went all in on, on Tannehill and here's where we're at. Yeah, it seems kind of weird that they would want to run it back with Anna Hill, but you know, I think you're all there. You rallied together. Nobody had like these high expectations of you. You were able to beat like the Ravens, which was one of the favorite teams, uh, in you know going into Baltimore, which is a pretty big upset. Uh, yeah, so you go all in, like you believe in yourself, you buy the hype, and then you get hit with injuries, and that's just kind of what happens, which sucks because it kind of sees in the AFC like this would be a year to like really make a run. Like it looks like you know you could shouldn't get enough wins together to like take over the South, even though the Colts Colts are nipping against heels, but like a, a Baltimore team that's super inconsistent. I guess your biggest fear, like we said, would be the Patriots and like a Chiefs team that still hasn't looked exactly right and definitely looked beatable, and you would have a higher seed than them, them coming to you. All right, buddy. Uh, moving on, this. This is a little outskirt team, so we'll work our way up. But um, what's wrong with Philadelphia? I mean, Philadelphia putting together like a little, like a nice little cute November, you know, mm-hmm. and just really starting to make noise on the outside of the playoffs looking in. But uh, I kind of put Philadelphia and Indianapolis on both on those same tiers for me. It's just kind of like a scary team, a team you got to look at twice if you're just like, all right, this is the first round of the playoffs. Like they're coming to me. But, you know, you just can't – I mean, is this the product of, well, I'm not going to finish it for you. What's up with them? Because they did put together some stuff. So what wasn't working yesterday against the Giants? So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think really what it is is they're, they're very – they're incredibly one-dimensional offensively, right? They, they have to have Jalen Hurts basically be their best runner and their quarterback uh, and just – just find plays to happen and, and make stuff happen. Um, you know, I, I really like Devonta Smith, but he's not like a, he's, he's still a very young offensive player. They don't really have like a, a identity running the ball. You know what I mean? Their offensive lines a little on the older side, right? So they're in this weird, like flux where they're, they didn't totally like tank and bottom out just quite yet. Um, but they're kind of in this middle ground where they've got, they're turning over their talent base and they're yeah. young. And so we're going to have some inconsistent weeks from, from here and there. I, you know, I, th- I don't know if they really have like a true offensive, like game breaker. You know what I mean? I think Devonte Smith may be there. I wasn't super high on Jalen hurts as like a starting NFL quarterback. He has impressed me this year, but we've seen him have ups and downs, you know, a bunch this year. And I don't think, you know, you can, I don't think you can put that burden on, on a young guy like that um, physically from like being the, you're my number one ball carrier and the quarterback. I think it's just too much to put on, on one person. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like Philadelphia would have a problem doing that. If you're, if you're yeah. a fan. Uh, no, I think that's, I think that's the exact right point. I think what we have here is like a sub 500 team overachieving to 500 Right. In in like the easiest division in the league. So where you kind of want to be like hats off for like Jalen Hurst and coming out there like you're a little bit in no man's land and somewhere where you don't want to be if you're a fan because you're just like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to get in that, you know, the late 2010s region of the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and you, when you look at where they like, you know, they they beat an Atlanta team early on, which kind of shocked us. 
They hang 40 on New Orleans, which is a big shocker. They hang 30 on the Broncos, right? Which is another like they're sub not maybe are they sub 500 or right at 500 that Broncos team. They're kind of in a similar spot, older roster where they're kind of turning it over. I mean, that's the to me the the Broncos and is, are like the AFC equivalent of the of the Eagles, like really this very similar position is to the Eagles. So when you see a couple of these wins where like they blow that team out or they hang 40 on new Orleans, you're like, uh Oh, maybe they're, maybe they're better than what we think. And I think that, you know, like, as you said earlier, the regression to the mean kind of comes into play and, uh, and they, you know, they, they, they let us down with a loss to the giants. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it's just that giants, even though, you know, it's on the road and that giants team kind of gets uh, a bad rap, you know, I mean, Danny Dime isn't like, like a, piece of shit i mean they do have like a shitty record but it's, it's not necessarily- yeah well right and danny danny dimes is like destined for the ryan Tannehill treatment right like they might not say same with baker mayfield like baker, baker mayfield is totally gonna fucking if he moves on from the browns or dimes moves on from the fucking giants he'll make he's capable they're both capable of having like a really strong season and then some team overpaying you know what i mean but that's yeah. that's that's when you don't have the when you don't have the Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. Uh, sorry, B. When you don't have that caliber quarterback, I mentioned Rodgers. I didn't think you were going to be too happy. For <laughs> when that. you don't have that caliber of quarterback, it's really tough to fucking, you know, to think you're they're arrived. And we we see bad actors all the time. We we thought it was Matt Ryan for a hot second. You know, Matt Ryan's the 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 height of like, is this guy a good quarterback or is he just putting up good stats on a bad team. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's one of those guys where like he always does it. It's it used to be really expected from him, but now, you know, if it just if you're trailing by enough points, no one gives a shit like like if you're, if you're throwing it like averaging 8 yards a pass if you're trailing by fucking 36 points. Uh, okay, you brought up the Broncos. Uh, I did want to get into this. I want to keep it on just theme, which is what's wrong yeah. with the team. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it with the Chargers right now. Is obviously what I'm leading into, but right now who who do you think is a better team, the Broncos or the Chargers? I know they just played. I mean, it's just one game, but like, mm-hmm. if you had to put your money down a neutral field, like, who do you like in that? <sighs> My Chargers let me down. I like them. Buddy, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know why they took this L. I mean, this is this is the thing. I think is a question on like Herbert, right? Are we, you know, because by by all all expectations with Teddy Bridgewater not playing and Drew Locke coming in, the Chargers should have fucking beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do like Teddy Bridgewater as like a Tyrod Taylor, as a like competent, um, you know, quarterback that can bring you like 500 level ball, play conservative. He's not going to be super flashy, but he's just not going to turn it over. In that case, Keenum, like game manager, Trent Dilfer, like I love Teddy Bridgewater in that role. Um, so this is what you're going to get is like a six and five team that is going to, you know, but the chargers, I don't know the better team right now. I have to give a hair to the chargers because I, I, I or excuse me, the Broncos, because okay. I, I know like philosophically, like they're going to run the ball with Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams they're going to play good, strong defense. Fangio is a good defensive coordinator. So I think when he finds quarterbacks that 
are early in their career, he's going to exploit them. It's a better matchup for the Broncos facing a second-year quarterback because they're just going to confuse him. They're going to give him different looks, and their defense is, is savvy. I mean, they're, they're a smart defensive team. That's why you see them just kind of hanging around in these games. You know, um, yeah. You know, that's why they came out, you know, three and zero to start the, the the season. They had a little rough spot there in the middle, but they were in those games. They they weren't really blown out. No, but now it just kind of feels like it's it's opening up, especially. I mean, the Raiders did have that win, which we can jump into right now. But, you know, it's so funny how we were. Not, I mean, obviously, that's all we have. You know, we have NFL once a week and it's so easy unlike basketball to like you know you have this whole week to like build up your narrative and like freak out about something and it always fucking changes and we were like i think you're getting positive money like you know three four weeks ago about the chiefs making the playoff you know and now they're at the top of their division and who right. knows actually second place in that division i mean you you probably just based on how dog shit the nfc or afc north is looking you're probably going to have at least a wild card team come out of that uh west but it wouldn't be insanely shocking to see it be the different broncos um, all right, jumping over no. to another AFC West team. Um, the Raiders take care of the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, by all accounts, no reason the Dallas Cowboys should have lost this game. Uh, short week, obviously, everything going wrong with the Raiders, uh, and they're they're looking bad. What's wrong with the Cowboys? It's just, just business as usual for the Cowboys. Yeah. I really thought like this was the year where it's like over, and it's just so weird how this team underperforms. Yeah, we, I mean, I I know like CD Lamb was out of there, so I think there was a couple of like uh, some key key men. Was it somebody on the defensive end? Was Diggs out? I uh, no, I don't think Diggs was out. No, Diggs played in that game. Um, but no, they were missing Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. But mm-hmm. again, this is where. I look at this and, you know, this is, uh, you know, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. I mean, I think this comes down to coaching, right? We, they went from Jason Garrett, who just got fired as a Giants offensive coordinator uh, because they couldn't score any points. And then the following week, they put up 13 fucking points um, that to go to Mike McCarthy, who really is like a coach that like stepped in shit and like a great situation you know, coming, taking over for Holmgren, like an institution with Favre. So was he a very good co- a coach or was he just like right place, right time, good filling it in there. And now he's got a, an, an identity issue with this Dallas Cowboys, the identity being fucking Jerry Jones and just muddling his fucking wrinkly fingers and everything. You've got this issue where, what is this team? Like, are we all in and on Dak? Well, I don't think we were because the way we fucked around with them and then we paid him after he broke his ankle. We're all in on Zeke, but we run him nine times in a game and we don't really get him involved in the, in the, um, or we do get him involved in the passing offense. It's just like basic bitch check down stuff. Like, what are we just going to, are we just going to pound the fucking ball or are we just going to try and p- pass it 50 fucking times, even though our two best wide receivers are not fucking playing? what's up what do we, what's our identity on this team yeah it does look like you're scrambling like there's no real leadership and yeah it almost seems like spoken muse i think we talked about it a little bit earlier also it's you know digs get some touchdowns or like some yep. int you get some pick sixes all of a sudden it's just like oh our defense our defense is everything like we're defensive and it's just like no like you're not and it's nice that you can ride with that momentum but 
you know, they didn't look great against, you know, that Vikings game. They didn't look fantastic. I, they just haven't looked really fucking good of late. And it's just like, man, if this team was in the, like, NFC South, would we even be, like, paying attention to them? Like, you know, like, just one division where you could really get buried. Like, if they're over in the AFC East, it's just we got a Bills team and a Patriots team where it's just, like, I don't know, it just seems like rest on their laurels so much with just the last three years, especially with, you know, like a, a weak Giants team, a weak Eagles, and a weak football team. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, you know, it's – I don't know if we can call the AFC East the way the NFC North is looking with the fucking Lions, but the, as the worst yeah. division. But fair, fair. Well, NFC East, yeah, yeah, I would – no, yeah, I would say – I would say the NFC's like at least you have like Packers and Vikings. So you have you have a tier one team and probably like a bottom tier two. I mean, sure. I NFC hear you. East, like you have Cowboys, and then I mean, I just think there has to be like a drop off. You don't even have like a possibility of a second team. All right, well, this is going to go to wrap up the segment right now. We don't have to uh, be plenty of other football to touch on as we hopscotch through episode one ninety five. But um, what's the worst team we're going to see in the postseason? Ooh, great fucking question. I mean, I, I kind of feel I have to look at the I really love to look at their schedule. But like the 49ers. Mm, that's good. That's a really good answer. I mean, I'd have to go if it started today, it's the 49ers. Because I yeah. do like your Vikes. Let's go, Vikes. Let's go, Vikes. Yeah, they're they're uh they're they're frisky. They have, you know, they they have it in them to score enough points to where you can't catch them. And yes. even in today's NFL, that's what matters. I mean, if everybody's healthy, like they can hang, you know, high thirties on you. If if, if if I'm going AFC just to balance it out, I'm licking my chops with the fucking Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I think oh, I think those guys are saucy. I think they'll be fun to watch. But I think I think you're right. Also, like I mean, we see them beat up on some uh, NFC North teams. Nothing. Yeah. Super- yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, if they if stuff doesn't fucking go well, and they they can get off the rails pretty quick, they they need they need momentum. And I think in, I think in the playoffs, it's going to be tough to like manufacture that. They've never had to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you ain't going to string together like three. Like, even though I do believe this year, I think I put it on a text thread. I do believe we're going to see a, a wild card back in the Super Bowl. I kind of like. um you know, we don't have the stat people to do. I mean, you know, we're just we're loaded with sponsors, but unfortunately we haven't added to our staff. We've been hogging all the money ourselves. But to really dig in, I wonder, like, the last Super Bowl team to, like, you know, like, lose two games in a row, lose three games in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of – it seemed like this could be one of those, like, weird – like, we got the Rams that lost three. Mm-hmm. The Rams have lost three in a row. Like, the Bucks lost two in a row, like, after that. Uh, and almost lost the Colts, but, yeah, yeah. it's just – the bills are fucking free falling. Yeah, teams just look exposed. Dolphins are stringing together wins. All right, guys, if we hit the dolphins, it's obviously time to move on. Which is Woo! what we're doing. All right, you hear about this? Uh, you hear about this? Jack Dorsey stepping down from Twitter. I did. This is making some buzz. Yeah, announced it as a tweet. What's the most meta way you could quit your job? Oh, the most meta way. <laughs> I could quit. Um, what, whatever that scene is, and um, um uh oh fuck half baked where the guy quits from the fucking the fast food restaurant he's like fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool fuck you 
Yeah, because if I would have to be like, I would just edit together like a short and it would be like, they'd play it like when everybody got to set and it'd just be like, I won't be there today, I'm quitting. I just think it's really hilarious that this guy quit, he quit Twitter with the tweet. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, I definitely like I did. I, I mean, if we're going to get into it, like I did read the tweet, like it definitely was. I didn't read it. I don't know anything about it. I just heard about this now. What do you say? Oh, that, like, well, it was just like, hey, it's just like some uh, so often like startups are, you know, they're supposed to be founder driven, like the founder needs to drive. And he's just like, you know, Twitter needs to like grow beyond me or like kind of go at, like in its own direction. It's just like, I'm- sure. I'm, I'm too busy being a fucking weirdo who fasts for 25 hours in a I, day. I don't, yeah, so weird. <laughs> nice. I don't get, how does this work? I mean, he still is part owner of the company, I guess. Like, he still owns all his stakes. And he just yeah, doesn't want yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think he's like, oh, man, I'm filing for unemployment. You know what think, I mean? I don't think yeah. he's like destitute. It's just be so weird to be like, hey, like, I own this thing that I created. Now, like, I don't want to run it anymore. Like, run it well, because I still want to, get those checks yeah i'm sure there's some sort of trust and he's still i'm sure is he on the board is he still he's i don't still think i don't think he is oh interesting yeah because he lists all the different jobs he had and like it was it just made it kind of and it was just like oh like executive tour like chairman of the board or whatever and then i now it just it implied by listing all those is like now it's jack shit so oh pun intended godspeed God twitter <laughs> jack um, Black Friday shopping online pulled back for the first time ever this year. That's right. All in revenue for online shopping uh, during Black Friday. It's a uh, little dip for the first time. What do you holiday yeah. shop? We've had to cover this in the three years we've done this pod. But I mean, are you like picking up a little odds and ends there all year long like my grandma? Or are you just kind of like an all in December 20th? Let's go to the store and figure this out. Yeah, I mean, in years past, we definitely um, have been closer to the gun. You know, uh, our kids are young too, so it's like the the Christmas list is like ever changing all the time. So it's like whatever is the the closest, like most relevant thing, right on. Yeah, or you try and right. really like you try and really sell it back to them a lot. You know, like oh, <laughs> remember you love this? Yeah. You remember you love this? You want this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this year we did start it early just because you know you got supply chain issues, stuffs fucking on back order a bunch, like you know, get out, get, you know, we really put it out to the grandparents, get after it early. This is, this stuff is on, on yes. target in, uh, or, or, uh, Walmart or whatever, you know, grocery store store available, go online, get it now. So there's know. like a real supply chain. Like you're not like they're out of games of like, guess who in the store and everything. Like they're just, running yeah. Out. Legos are coming down little by little off the block here. So it's hard to get like, that's a joke. No, uh, <laughs> but just, you know, just you, you hear things and you start to, you don't want to be like, I don't want to create a, uh, Oh shit. What was it? Remember when fucking parents were fighting over Elmo dolls? Like, remember mm-hmm. that was a big, me Elmo's, yeah. My grandma, got going a, to it. my grandma got a fight for an April O'Neil like action figure i remember when i was uh like six she told me the story like her and the oh sleep shit in the toys are us and topeka kansas were like like yanking it back and forth it was insane it was grandma stuff. bodied some chick for a fucking april o'neill yep. fucking hip check what up wrap it up Ooh, wrap it up <laughs> i love it i love it fucking don't get between me and my baby boys fucking holidays oh she's the shit I'm gonna get her yeah, grandma MVP. Yeah, um, early MVP. Yeah, there you go. A little mid-episode MVP. You got a grandma. Bow, 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 bow. All right. He's scared to throw the ball. Kareem Hunt Sr. said this about one 
Yeah, there it came up. Baker Mayfield. Oh man. How many dads, your coworkers, <laughs> did you take weighing in on your shit before you lost your fucking mind? I want to know where fucking Baker's dad is. Let's fucking do this oh, up. Yeah. Oh yeah, some real my dad could beat up your dad business. Call Triller right now. <laughs> fucking undercard for Jake Paul fight. Let's That's do amazing. it. That's amazing. Yeah, like just almost like Royal Rumble style. Fuck just yeah. like it's like Eli Manning's dad and Baker Mayfield's dad versus Odell Beckham Jr. dad and Kareem Hunt Sr. Ooh, I like it. It's a little fucking tag team action. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Fucking, fucking uh, uh, Rage in the Cage. I love yeah. it. Yeah, Archie Manning. Win, winner ah. get, winner ah. gets Baker's fucking bloated contract. I'm into it. <laughs> um, all right, bro. That's all I had. It may be fixes. Let's get into it. No, not too short. Um, all right. Pass interference on underthrown balls, the sequel. Uh, hot on this, B. Yeah, yeah you, take it. you take it, buddy. You know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. About. I don't have any thoughts. Yeah, okay. I thought we fixed it in round one, but clearly well, some. Do you remember what my solution was? So here's, uh, here's the problem. Here's the problem, Joe. Yes. The problem is, I don't, whatever, pass interference. Uh, we need to relook at this. Like maybe it's not a spot foul. Maybe we can add one more layer to it. I know like part of what we're trying to do is take judgment out of like refs, but like our fucking hands are tied here. Yeah. Cause some of these aren't fucking, some of these are like Chuck and fingers crossed and a little contact and you're gaining 45 yards when you don't fucking need it at all. Granted. Like I think the, NBA has something. I know the court's a lot shorter and, you know, the point scoring is a lot less consequential, but they have something that, like, if you fuck with somebody, like, uh, with a clear path to the basket, then it's a more egregious penalty, which I don't know, maybe we could have something like that, where if you're obviously, like, use judgment, it's just like, it's like someone is going to score a touchdown, prevent it, that's that. But this pass interference on underthrown passes is, it doesn't even have to be that big of judgment, and it's absolutely insane it's already insane what we ask cornerbacks to do and how much protections wide receiver have but when a shitty quarterback like has a bad throw and a receiver is forced to change the direction they're running and come back through the the d-back who has no choice because he found the receiver but to have his back to the quarterback he should have to check in on that so the contact is made caused by the wide receiver changes direction for a ball that's underthrown. we need to add something like we have uncatchable I mean, technically, we have uncatchable, even though they don't fucking call anymore. We have uncatchable. Right. We need uncatchable, like whatever the opposite way of that is. And I, and I, right. And I feel like uncatchable has predominantly been decided like way overthrown. You know yeah. what I mean? Like 10 yards yeah. too deep or way out of bounds. Yeah. Like those are the two definitions of it. I yeah. think you're right on extending it to like short balls. Cause I think you're right. You know, I mean, there's no route where you're sprinting down the field on a streak and then all of a sudden 35 yards, you're going to cut in or out to go get the ball. Right. That, that's not a route in NFL fucking playbooks. Yeah. So. And I think you could tell, cause it almost would be like if the wide receiver hasn't broken his direction in the opposite way before the football leaves, then it treat it as a tip ball. Then it's just like, you know, the wide receiver can go make a play for this fucked up throw. But if that, you know, if that creates contact by running through this quarterback, then it's just like, fuck off. Then like throw a better pass next time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
I do think there's something I like what you said is the initiation of contact. This will be a little harder to see in real time because I think there is so much hand checking that even like even watching on TV, we don't really truly grasp like how much fucking hand checking and like feeling where that guy is as as a DB and conversely from the wide receiver. But I I think it's like when you get into their body, right? Who gets into that body first? Is it the receiver or is it the DB? If it's the DB, you know what I mean? Because, and even that's tough on the DB because even if you just start to slow down, you're very invariably going to draw them into you. You know what I mean? Like if you're the wide receiver. So there's really, I think, yeah, the onus has got to really lay on, is it catchable? Like, okay. And we should sit there and look at, you know, I was going to use the the Megatron example, Calvin Johnson. Maybe he's a little bit more adept at making a hell of a play, like a, like an insane play. So we give him a little bit more grace than say like a fucking Cole Beasley. Like, all right, Bees, you're not making that. You're not jumping over guys and getting, right. like stopping on a dime. So could there be something to be said for like the wide receiver at play? Like what, you know, is, is that going to be def- will the wide receiver define what's catchable and what's not? Yeah. So you're right. So eventually like we can chase our tails on this and uh, we have to pick what the Genesis is. So the Genesis for me would be, was this a planned route? I think that's where I would introduce the judgment. And I think if the wide receiver does not break for the football until it's left the quarterback hand to where he's making an adjustment, Cause if you make, you know, if they make an adjustment after they smoke their cornerback then whatever, but the fact he's making an adjustment, like 180 degrees, the opposite way, we got to be like, all right, well now you're just, you know, now you're off script, you know, now you're, you guys are just improvising. So let the chips fall where they may like treat it like a tip football. Yeah. I I'm all, f- I would say, well, the treating it like a tip football, then I can actually like fucking maim you. I can pull you down. Cause then it, then it doesn't count. But I, I would say like, treat it as like a 50 50 ball like each each player has equal opportunity to get it and nobody can like you know what i'm saying like yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that's why I'm unless not you're not maliciously team. trying to pull them down either well, way opi or deep defensive beat best interference yeah that's what i'm saying i would i would treat it like a tip ball because the scenario we're talking about like the the cornerback has no idea what's going on i mean that's the problem that i have because whenever these happen it's always with the cornerback's back because he's chased this guy and the you know the paul the football's fucking seven yards short of where it would be so if that wide receiver wants to can stop on a dime and just like like turn around and just check that db and it's just like that then i can you know i'll, I'll punish that and maybe that's more to your thing where it's just like a 50 50 like you know may the best man win like let's go for it and so i'm trying to give a little advantage back to the wide receiver but i want to take the fucking flags out of it yeah yeah i mean i mean i would say you know refs need to just so catch a ball this is like the purpose of football is you know you good plays are rewarded by being executed and flags are to prevent you know people trying to stop good plays from being executed underthrown passes aren't fucking good plays yeah like you're getting your cake and eating it too like you had a shitty play and you also get a gain fucking 28 yards right or you or or just the defense made a better play the defensive lineman fucking dominated and made a better play and created this jump ball and now they're getting penalized for for something that's completely arbitrary what i love there's got to be something out there that catalogs all the route routes that are run on 
offensive or on, on defensive pass interference. Right. And I'd love to see where the ball fucking lands. I want to see where the ball lands, yeah, where the route was and where the ball lands. This, this will give us the radius of what's catchable. If we look at lots of data over time, we'll start to understand like, you know, where these ball, if the ball lands right in that spot, you know what I mean? Cause are you taking like a shade under throw? Does it have to be on the money? Or are we talking like the two, three yard or seven yards under thrown? Like that'll create that line, that bubble. If it's, if it's more than three yards under thrown, then there's no pass interference. If it's within this, you know, almost like a, almost like a kick, kick catch bubble that you create when you, when you, when you go for a fair catch on a punt, they have to give you a little bit of a radius. They have to live, mm-hmm. give, you, give you a little bit of room. So on that, let's create a radius on those deep balls or on those pass interference balls. The non-egregious stuff that we know is obviously pass interference when the guy gets yanked down, throw all those out. We're not talking about this. We're specifically talking on deep ball throws. And what's that radius? Is it two yards? Is it three yards? What's the radius for what's catchable? That's what I want. That's great, bro. I'll take anything at this point. So you yeah. got it. It may be fixes. So you're just going to have about the size of the orange sticks, just gigantic compasses like you used in school to make circles. You're going to walk that out there. You're going to bring it three yards. You're going to make a circle after they throw the flag. Fair where that football landed. But yeah, the game's just going to click by, bro. It's yeah. perfect. Well, yes. You, you get out the, your oceanography map. You drill it <laughs> on. You find the treasure. There it is. Boom. Circles. Uh, tune in next week for whatever caused me to lose a thousand dollars gambling. We'll cover that. Um, <laughs> all right, it may, it may bear me to bring it to the jam. All right, um, parenting during the holidays. Yeah, baby uh let's talk about this bro what's going on man what's that is it, it ch- probably changes a little bit year to year but your kid's still young yeah your your youngest going up through ages your daughter's already been i mean we got elf on the shelf we got like christmas list coming in what what's happening what's the haps oh yes christmas list is coming in like i said earlier when we talked about you hear about this made them get get it early get it going on but you know we're talking about it like you know it's it's tough parenting because you know, you know, I'm a big believer in the routine. Routines change, right? Holidays are totally different. Kids are off of school. Uh, I got a couple extra days off work. Daddy wants to drink a little earlier in the day. Yeah. All these things are changing. You know what I mean? Um, so I think like, I think that there's something to be said for when you're in those holiday seasons, you know, like I have a couple ideas. Like I, I really think like, um, you want to be like fucking fluid, right? You don't want to be so rigid. You don't want to just, you know, be well, you so feel, You wanted to feel like the holiday season. Like you wanted to feel yes, like you wanted to feel like the holiday like season. So, yeah. Let let your let your hair down. You know what I mean? Don't be so fucking rigid in your thing. But at the same time, you want to manage the expectations for certain behaviors, right? Like, look, if we're gonna go see family, I don't care if you stay up late, but you know, understand for the older ones, understand if you, you know, the next morning, like just because you're overtired and you're cranky doesn't mean you get, get to get to get away with like talking however you want to talk to grandma or being rude or, you know what I mean? Or, or obstinate or, you know, throwing a tantrum because you're getting a little more iPad time. Like those are the things to like manage that expectation and just check in with the kids and just let them know like, Hey, you know, 
you know, you're doing good, right? Positive affirmation and also redirection. Hey, you know, let's take a break. Uh, I need to talk to you for a minute and just make sure that we're all on the same page here, not to, not to lose sight of what's going on. It might be the holidays and we might all have, you know, delicious waffles every morning and, you know, fucking candy all the time, but keep around the prize. Don't forget, like, it's here about having fun. Yeah, to me, that's what sounds like the hardest is explaining to those tiny developing brains. It's just like, hey, the reason like you're cranky or the reason you're screaming or the reason you're kind of losing your shit is because, you know, you're tired, like you stayed up too late. And, you know, like part of being like feeling good is like getting the right amount of sleep. And then, you know, using it also as a later example, it's just like, hey, you remember yesterday when you're like cranky, you weren't feeling good. Like, that's why we go to bed like now. Like, does any of that sink in or is it just like Groundhog Day? It's just like, well, now I want to stay up again. Like, yeah, it is a little Groundhog Day. It is also a little like, I mean, because Lord knows I remind myself about hangovers. It's just like, ah, how bad are they? Like, they ain't that bad. <laughs> like, you go through another one, you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking murder. Um, that's hilarious. Um, yeah it is it is hard it is it's super tough they're never gonna like truly get it but i think like you have to be mindful of you also have to realize like hey they're having fun they're fucking balls to the wall this is great for them so that's where i'm like you know and i have to be very mindful of this because i'm not very great i could be a little rigid in this right you know um so just like you know give them give them a little bit of slack stuff that you normally would you know correct or, or um, try to have a conversation about, maybe let it slide a little bit. You know what I mean? Let it go. Okay. Move on. Ignore so you, it. Ignore the bad behavior. Maybe it'll, maybe they'll find in their own way, their ability to turn it turn it around, even in their small little developing brains. So do you acknowledge it all? Like I'm letting it slide or is like, are you going into, you guys a little bit, I'm letting it slide or you're just mm-hmm. like letting it go. And if you do let it go, does that mean like once we're done with the holiday season and it's mid January again, like, do we kind of have to like rebuild the shit until we get like the habits back for like three or four weeks? Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. If you've done it, if you've done a good job all year round, it's kind of like, you know, exercise and diet, right? You can let yourself go a little bit during the holiday season and it's not so hard to get back into it. But if you're not great, if you're not consistent all year and really managing the expectations and really trying to lay a good foundation, yes, it can be hard to to get back into it. So hopefully, you know, if you're doing a solid job and you're trying to be mindful of it and, you know, setting good expectations and, and helping them understand what's the appropriate behaviors as you want them to have, you know, even before they head into a situation, right. That's a big thing. Like the expectation is explaining to them on a random Tuesday, Hey, when we go to dinner, you know, sit down, you want to, you know, chew with your mouth closed. You want to use your napkin, and we want to, um, you know, make sure at the end of the meal, when you're done, if you're ready to be done, excuse yourself from the table. You know what I mean? For my seven-year-old, that's what we constantly kind of go over for the things that we miss. So if you're doing all that and then they're fucking bouncing off the walls at dinner around Christmas time, like, let it go, you know, let it go. And then if that's really getting, you know, obnoxious, then it's like, all right, everyone, we need to sit down. Remember, this is Christmas dinner. We're supposed to sit here as a family. So, you know, let's not go fucking ham and go nuts and jump all over the place. But, you know, give them a little bit more fucking, you know, breathing room than you normally would, right? Because they're just having fun. They're trying to enjoy it. Yeah, so that's... And it uh, is your holiday, too. I don't want to be fucking yelling all the time. Yeah, so the stakes are a little... uh, Just the energy is a little higher on, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas. So is that... 
are those even like for parents like super just like not like bite your tongue but like super let's find different tactics we can so we don't just like blow this day up yeah and thankfully i would say like the the worst is like pre-christmas christmas eve all that we're usually like knocking wood we've all been very good on our best behaviors everyone's you know this is fucking last. This is this is our hell mary. We don't want to get a fucking right. OPI. Prevent that cold. Prevent yeah. that cold. I don't want to get a fucking pass interference play <laughs> on this one. Um, but it's usually like an hour or two after Christmas morning. Here for a couple of different reasons. One, we haven't fucking eaten. Two, we got up probably super early and st- we stayed up late and got up super early. So like for my kids and for me even too, that's a recipe for fucking a little bit of a toot coming your way. So. <laughs> um buckle up buckle up fucking buttercup uh so yeah so it's like let's let's get them plan let's get them things and then you know the thing is is the tough thing is, is the for me with all the little ones is like a lot of times we travel so they want to unpack everything get it all the boxes and i'm like no keep it in its nice fucking square container that i can pack up in the car <laughs> if you undo it you're gonna lose something and, I, and the last thing i want to do is find it so that's where I have to like keep myself, you know, but this could also be a great place to set expectations. Look, I know you guys want to open everything. Let's pick out like four or five things or three things that you want to really undo the rest of the stuff. We're going to put over here and keep in this container. So you tell me what it is and that's what we'll do. And then you try and just hold it to it. The reason why we're not doing it is because daddy needs to pack this in the car. You unpack it. It's going to be a mess. And if you lose something, we won't be able to find it. So Set the expectation early with what you know might be their triggers later on down the road. So, you know, there's an expression like the Sunday sads or whatever, just kind of like, you know, the weekend's coming to the end. So there's just yeah. kind of like this little thing where you can get like little depressed happens as adults um, having the kids too. What's the pro tip for coming out of the holiday season? Like just a nice transition to like, we're heading back to holiday life. Yeah. Or, I mean, heading, I head back to regular life. Out of, yeah. Out of I think, holiday. I think try and get, you know, after, the holidays here like after christmas it's like let's get back into the routine as quick as possible like just yeah, after things a couple like rough days even if like the first two days after like a little harder they should be it's just like let's rip that band-aid yeah and like you know we had we had thanksgiving we came out of it like yesterday um on sunday you know we did we, you know we came back from church we went and went to the christmas tree store got a christmas tree spent all day decorating you know, the energy was pretty high, you know, the fucking not, not listening wasn't great, but they loved, you know, decorating the tree. So, um, that's a little advice for myself. Cause I was not letting things slide. I was not letting my fucking hair down, but you know, it's one of those things. It's like, get them into an activity. Don't make them think about like, Hey, school's coming up. Um, and you know, probably not right before bed, you know, bring up the fact like, Hey, you know, let's get your clothes out ready for school. Maybe post all the happy energy of uh of playing i would also say like staying off electronics a lot too it's very an easy comfort zone pull that you know i tend to find that when they're on the ipads or watching a bunch of tv especially like early in the day and often their attitudes are a lot worse uh, later on in the evening so cutting that cord pretty quickly so you know take the dog for a walk if it's not too cold uh find an activity do something like that you know what i mean that that's kind of my my thing for them Thanks. Well, those are pro tips for the kids. Let's do pro tips for the adults. Neapolitan Showdown brings us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guys. 
Everett, we're talking about top three ways to get you out of that holiday hangover. I kind of kept this open-ended. I know like it could be booze related. It could be yeah. being a little fat, not getting my exercise on. <laughs> I'm feeling maybe I've been watching TV. Um, yeah, so it's good. You shot this over. What were you thinking of? I was just thinking about this exact time, right? It's like, you know, it's all fun, but I had a four day uh, weekend and I had to go back to work today. And I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. yeah I don't want to do it. Yeah. Schedules kind of changes. It's kind of like up in the air. I mean, I know you have a lot more routine stuff, but yeah, those four days kind of happen. And it's just, it just doesn't change the older you get. Like that Wednesday night hits and it's just like, I ain't never going back to work, baby. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden it's sunday afternoon and you're just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh like i'm going back to work tomorrow baby <laughs> four days not as long as you thought it would be yeah why uh, is that why do you think four days why do we why do you always walk at 42 i walk into every holiday be like i got nothing but time yeah this is an infinite amount of time i think it's because monday to thursday in regular life feels like a very long time if you're like on monday you're just like man this is a four-day shoot it's just like i don't think about anything like i for me like whatever shoots like four more days long i just assume i'm never leaving the shoot (laughs) i don't think about my future life i don't think about like getting older i don't think about like whatever it's like i got uh like a six-day shoot coming up like no i did like haven't thought about the holiday season new year's none of that stuff because my life is i just assume it's over for this time being until i come out the other side of it yeah that's interesting that's interesting um yeah so for me my number three uh i do try and beat it by uh getting up early i know that sounds crazy i know we're all here to sleep in but i try and get up early and get like get going you know what i mean i love Brandiana's got his, you know, drink his cup of coffee in the in the shower. Coffee, baby. Shower coffee, baby. <laughs> how, how do you not get soap in that? Are yeah, you just fucking? I love that you're so obsessed with it. Um, yeah, well, it just like it it hangs out like it's not in the shower. It's not like a shower beer. Oh, it's not a shower. Okay. Yeah, it's not a shower beer. It's not like in there with me. Shower beer is just like whatever. It's just like you know. Shower beer of- is excellent, by the way. Yeah, part of the price of doing business shower coffee just sits it sits on the sink right outside the shower Ooh, what if you don't have a sink right outside the shower um i move i move, guess right I find, <laughs> yeah, Fucking get a, get a long ass straw i get it yeah i'm with you i mean it is like like sometimes i mean i'm at this hotel right now and there's not a sink next to it so it's it had to kind of go on the back of the uh the toilet so i had to like kind of like walk out when i grab want to grab the coffee like a little horseshoe i hear you i hear you. just just lay a trail of towels for you to walk <laughs> back i get it i see it no, uh, but yeah but I, I like to get up like get the fucking juices flowing get out of the pjs right feel like you fucking made something in your life i've always been about it. like even i think pandemic put a big mirror on how a lot of us just how we can orchestrate and manufacture feel inspired or dialed in when you're not leaving the space and my thing was always like look good, feel good. Like yeah. if there's a zoom or like, I want to get work done. Like, it's not like I'll throw on these sweatpants and I'll get around to it. No. First thing, get in the shower, get that reset button, get the hair looking nice. Get yep. a choice. Look put some trim. In there. Yeah. You're looking good. Right. A little like sh- sh- just straight up the beard a little bit and let's go, let's get on that zoom. So I like this bro. And I'm not a big sleeper in her also. Like I like the idea of just getting up and like ready to go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating with some getting up ideas that I think, I think might change my life. I'm going to get up at 
I'm going to get up at midnight. I'm going to work all day. I'm not going <laughs> to, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I definitely think I'm like, I def- should just get up earlier. I could, I could steal an hour here if I got up at 5 a.m. versus 6 a.m. And I don't really think I'm going to lose that much. Cause it's not like I'm going out. I'm not fucking cool ass Brandana who gallivants all across the land and fucking does sweet ass shit. Gets fucking telephone calls with cool ass celebrities. It's not me, dude. It's not me, bro. Bro, but you know that like sleep is the most important thing to me. Like I yes. will like not go on client dinners or whatever. I'll just be like, hey, like I gotta wrap this stuff up because I do like I want to be. I so here's be my pro tip. Just going off a little bit. We're getting a little off the tangent, but that's what we do here, guys. Yeah, yeah. fucking keep up. Guy. Fucking find it, find it, find it, or leave. So your first goal would rough. be to find find <laughs> first. I, that's all right. They're already at like forty five yeah. minutes. They're pocketed. <laughs> Finish the bottom. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the hack is to find out how many hours of sleep you need to be your best and not like how many hours you need to pull shit off, but like how many hours you really need and then back into that because I like this I love this idea of getting up early. The other hack about getting up early too is if you're trying to steal an hour, have a plan for that hour from five to six. Mm. Don't get up and just kind of like make your cup fuck of around. Yeah, they yeah. kind of like look in the fridge and shit and just be like, you know, I want to get up and I want to bang out 50 pages like you know, I want to sit in front of the keyboard and try to write for, you know, 35 minutes or 500 words, like have a specific thing for that time and like get into that time and don't make it like overly ambitious to where, cause you're fighting against a tired you, which is going to be your worst enemy in the moment. Like late night, you is just like, you're amazing. You could do this early morning. You is just like, ah, fuck, I was full of shit. This is that. Oh my God. How many times I've set that alarm, like super <laughs> ambitious be like fucking 1230 ma is like fuck yeah dude i can get up at 445 in the morning fuck you sleep i don't need it and then 445 ma is like so you're snoozing until seven baby you're cutting this all the way down oh man i'm, I'm excited about this i want you to pull this off yeah. my number three not nearly excited about yours but i want to remember to follow up on that we need a little segment a little check-in and we have some of the audience hold us to we'll get there <gasps> oh accountability talk. days yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about that we'll get there um Talk about the the sauna. This is it's lazy, the lazy man's workout. So if you want, like the least thing you can do, especially if you're like literally hungover and you can't get that workout on. And I think um, I don't maybe T Boz friend of the pod. I said it in book club before. I think he said it maybe on the podcast. But you just get to that gym and say mm-hmm. like, all I'm going to do at this gym is hit the sauna. That's all I'm going to do. At least you're driving to the gym, and maybe yep. you're just like, you know, I'll bang out three sets of 10 push-ups, like this is fucking sixth grade just to say I worked out and then yes but sauna is a strong enough goal to get me in the car and go sweat that shit out and you feel better you do feel better after it absolutely again like we were saying to your thing another pro tip bring something to read in the sauna like a magazine you like a book you're reading on like if you're just in the sauna like sitting and fit like you don't get as much out of it like you kind of want to lose yourself just get your sweat on read something two birds one stone Ooh, I didn't thought about that because I have been getting into the sauna a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't look like it, but I have. But bringing a book in there, that seems like a fucking sweaty mess. I fucking, I cook up, babe. I get real hot. I I have, I have a sauna. I have a sauna book. So it's one book that's dedicated. I don't read it outside. I just read it in the sauna. And it's usually something like I did Seth Rogen's new book. And like, it's gotta be something that's just like little, like fucking 15 page bite-sized chapters that aren't necessarily, you know, it's not a, it's not a serial book. It's just kind of like little one-offs. I gotcha. Okay. I'm I'm with you. Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell. Great sauna book. That's a good sauna book. Chuck Klosterman. 
Chuck yeah. Klosterman, very good because he's yeah, got a yeah. lot of like abstract, you know, two, three, five page things or whatever. We are cooking with gas. What's your number two, bro? Number two, um, go see a movie. I don't get to go see movies all that often. Go fucking see a movie. Go see a matinee. Get yourself out of that house. Just fucking, you know, just find this something is, to do to chill. This is so great. I can't believe it's all not on my list. Like I have to bump you up for it. Uh, that's uh, you've hacked my life, bro. That is a life hack I always carry around. When you're waking up and you're just like, again, if these are like literal hungovers and you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like you don't want to sit around catching glimpses of yourself in the mirror. Like go get in that dark AC, get yeah. that bucket of peacorn. Yeah. Get that the pib as big as you want it. Sneak at the gummy bears because God know they're too expensive there. And just enjoy a little movie, a little AC. First off, I don't co-sign fucking theater concessions theft. I'm not for it. <laughs> audience i want i want you to know where i see i'm smuggling in fucking law and order baby (laughs) um how how do you uh, yeah i haven't snuck food into a theater in a long time but gummy bears is where it's at huh that's that's what you're going for i yeah and i do and i usually don't just because they don't have them there like i'll buy the concession stands like but that's kind of part of the experience is like just kind of walking up and you're like what's all this like just trash shit i want immediately available but i did get i got in trouble in one theater it was the night hawk in williamsburg uh brooklyn like went in there and i just i really wanted the the coca-cola gummies because i like those and like we were going to see some movie i don't know remember what it was but they didn't have it on the menu like this is like one of those gourmet bullshits where it's just like you know, like, uh, like truffle popcorn and like, you can get like nachos and quesadillas and all that shit. But I was just like, I just want some Coca-Cola gummies. Didn't have it on the menu, ordered food. Like God knows, ordered like $60 worth of food between the two of us took out my Coca-Cola gummies to wrap it up and just enjoy myself. They, uh, confiscated them. What? Fuck this place. I said, it was on the fucking menu. Like I didn't like, like I see everything here. Like I see you have like Cabernet. I didn't walk in here at the bottle of Cabernet. I mean, not that time. Yeah, it's just like if it's if it's not on the menu, like let me bring it in, let me enhance the experience. You're gonna have to wrestle me for my Coca Cola gummies. Fuck, I'm making a scene. It was insane, insanity. Yeah, and you're and you're a good dude, and I would be too. But fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are? Oh God, yeah, seemed a little like raise your hand, just like oh you forgot to assign homework. It's like all right, teacher's pet. Yeah. Um, all right, my pro tip number two for the hangover is land the plane. So this is a technique right here. Oh, you partied a little too hard. Yeah. Hey, this is a good, this is what can happen on Thanksgiving weekend. We're past it. So sorry. I saw a audience. I didn't get on this sooner and really give you the pro tip. Yeah. Here's not, and we're not talking like Denzel and airplane airplane, like land that plane. Not that, right? No, no, yeah, not yeah, that move. Okay. Yeah, don't, no, you didn't need you in the cockpit. So you party Wednesday night obviously because before thanksgiving you're going to that four-day weekend which might as well be an eternity so you're hitting a hard wednesday so you're waking right. thursday you ain't feeling great like things are getting cooking football's on early you know you got that bet on the cowboys uh you want to kind of get that confidence going start the drinks again so right now you find yourself at a, at a solid you know 24 straight you've been pounding it so that friday hmm. that friday you wake up you know and this compounds so you're not gonna you're not gonna feel good at yes. all Yes. Like it's not going to just be like that Thursday. Like you got all that, you got all the Thursday and Thursday's also bringing that Wednesday. You didn't pay the piper for yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you wake up on Friday. So your instincts is going to be to double down on the hair of the dog. Here's what you have to do. You need to pay the piper a little bit on Friday, a little more on Saturday and a little more on Sunday. Oh, 
right. So you're what you're explaining is have a three day hangover. I got it. Copy <laughs> uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but see, it's the land because you're landing the plane. It's a soft plane. You don't want to go like yeah. crashing down. So it's just like you get up on. So Friday, probably have your first drink at like two or three o'clock. Gotcha. Kind of hanging out. Like, so you, are you capping this too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, capping? Cap- okay. yeah, yeah. The no more ragers. Ragers are done. Ragers okay. was for Wednesday and Thursday. Those are those are over. Right. This is just strictly for the DTs. I got it. <laughs> you get up Saturday, and Saturday is just like have a drink with dinner. Something like that. Sunday, you record your podcast or whatever it is you do in your life. (laughs) Podcast day. Look, you got a fucking eye on the prize. Let's go. That was super specific, but I'm just like, I don't don't know anything about it. So land the plane. That's my number two. I love it. That's great. No, that's good. That's that's smart. That's smart. Um, I like it. I like it. No, uh, yes. Uh, My number one which i kind of gave away in the mama parenting tip uh start a project right do something that you're going to feel like you accomplished something and i and you you talked about it earlier uh with don't get over overly ambitious like i'm gonna yeah. redo the whole fucking basement i'm gonna reorganize and do all that that's too much you're not gonna want to do that you're gonna fucking bite off too big too much of the apple find a small manageable project maybe three, four hours that you can do. And at the end of that three, four hours, you're done. You can look at it and go, fuck yes. You know, I organized my closet. I put away the laundry that's been sitting out there for seven, the last seven days. Like some of that I stuff. Landed the plane. Can I landed the plane. Your project. Yes, exactly. I landed <laughs> the plane. Then yeah. now, oh, little treat. There you go. Hey, ready for takeoff. Finish the project. <laughs> fucking let's let's get airborne a little bit let's hovercraft so would you say a key to this is you need to know what your project is before you're hungover right like you need to be like you need to be like on tuesday of like a thanksgiving weekend be like i want to knock this out on friday yep yep yeah i think that's good i think that's a good idea is to sit there and you know we we all have that thing that's hanging out there so really like Take that thing and and really find like a bite-sized chunk of it. You know what I mean? Something that you're not going to really cheat on, right? That, you you know, that you're actually going to see all the way through. Because there's a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm going to clean up. And then like two hours into it, you're just fucking like firing shit into closets that don't mean anything. You know what I mean? So don't do that. But yeah, I think that everyone's in there. If you you polled everyone, all, all of our illustrious audience, there's one little project in the back of their mind they know that they got going on that they want to do that they haven't been doing because they ran out of time here's the time to do it and in, in the in the last few days like you said you're landing the plane you're a little hungover you know you've, you've you've gone to see the movie you've had all the fun all the joy so now you get a little something to feel good about you a little little something positivo on that so so find a little project Look, do Rob, something around the house you're a lot more productive you're just getting shit done we're going to give you the w my big one is just kind of the macro and it is kind of like doubling down on something and it pulls into your number three, but this is just applies to all of it. If you're doing new year's resolutions, and this will probably come up again. Yep. So this last year, I think I said it the year before, whatever you're changing, whether it be like drinking, like whatever, whatever it might be, I want to get more projects done. Get the habits in place before January 1st, get in place before new year's. Don't do that bullshit with the rest of the world where like you're kicking off like right after New Year starts. And it's like today I change. Like get a little more. You're going to feel so much better. Like get like mid-December, get like two weeks, get like a solid like 15 days of habit going in there. Challenge yourself over those holidays, you know, like keep an eye on the prize of what that is. And it's just like 
you just feel so much better like going to that gym and you're just like oh yeah i already got like three weeks under my belt like this is already a habit as opposed to just like that pressure everybody else is going through oh yeah i'm into it i love it i love i'm choking <laughs> i love it b you got me all the clamped sweet bro all right you got the w uh let's talk a little fast and maybe we can give a solid segment on this next week based on how they do but um blew it baby don't blew it they didn't blew it they blew. did not blow it Nuh-uh. <laughs> michigan beats ohio you fill out the rest is that the first time hardball had has beat ohio state yes yes you said i don't like your tone the way you said that but yes <laughs> sure i was just i'm trying to remember like i just i feel like i did this dance with you a few times especially since you got me into michigan football and I was just yeah like, hell yeah uh, yeah no first time that they've won first time that they've won in a long time i care not to repeat it uh ohio's really owned owned us in this in this game i think even like two years ago i basically said like uh, on the podcast how, how is it a rivalry how is it the best rivalry in all of sports when fucking it's been decidedly lopsided for the last like 20 years <laughs> yeah that's always yeah, that's always painful, especially when you're on the other end of that, where you're just, yeah, like, you know, you're just, fucking... you're just like, this isn't really yeah. a rivalry. It's kind of like that Packers-Bears. People are just like, Packers-Bears, like the oldest rivalry, and like it's just like, I guess, sort of, if you mean like yeah. they played each other the most, that about <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Yes. No, but this was uh, this is a why'd great they, win. Why'd they win this time? Well, they, you know, so it was at home they the fucking crowd was amazing i will say that like you know i don't really play too much into the the crowds but i definitely feel like they caused like two or three false starts or made it tough enough for their offensive line ohio's offensive line to hear what was going on um we dominated the line of scrimmage uh just no question about it um the fucking Adrian Hutchinson had three sacks in the game uh, defensive end who probably is going to be maybe a top five pick in the NFL draft top 10 for sure. I think it definitely the way he's played it became the uh, all-time single season uh, sack leader. He was fucking great. Uh, a job way a job. excuse me, the other defensive end fucking great interior line played, played really well. They just dominated Ohio's offensive line. On the other side, offensively, I mean, we ran the ball really well. Hassan Haskins is fucking, I love Hassan Haskins. He's been great. And we just pounded it down their throat. And we're, but in past years where it's just been like, you know, fullback ISO, just like running in a line, just, just three yards in a cloud of dust. They did get a little creative. They, they moved the ball around. They had a nice little on the first TD of the game, a little uh, wide receiver end around that was pretty slick. I just think that they really controlled the defensive line um, and the offensive line very well. And, you know, they only had one turnover. Um, you know, they fucking, they played passionate, man. And and Harbaugh did not get stuck into this one note. He, he remained creative. He stuck to his guns. I think Harbaugh is like, biggest thing is, is like offensively, they, uh, they can get a little one note. And defensively this year, I mean, they fucking adapted. They they learned from their loss against Michigan State earlier in the year. Um, I think they adapted and 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 were not trying to with Ohio's high tempo offense. They were trying to sub a lot in the Michigan State who ran high tempo. Uh, they got caught. They were confused. Um, I think they did a little bit better this game. There's still some times where they looked a little chaotic defensively, but they were fucking much more prepared in this game. And I think that they they have adapted. Where Don Brown defensive coordinator last year was just like he was un, 
unwilling to make changes and adapt. And, uh, and this year we got our, our coaches, our assistant coaches, we got a lot younger and guys that are willing to fucking be a little more creative and not stuck in their ways. Okay, great. So what's next steps to see Michigan compete for national title? Oh, here we go. So we're heading into conference championship week. Um, the three biggest games on the docket, which will kind of, you know, define the college football playoff, what that's going to look like. Uh, you've got Michigan obviously playing Iowa in the big 10 championship game. They're the fifth seed. So they win. And I believe that they're in. Uh, and the reason for that is, is because you've got Alabama, the number three seed in Georgia playing mm. for the sec championship, which effectively you almost could argue is the, the national championship game. So that's on eight o'clock on Saturday. I think it's on ABC. If you're going to be tuning in, watch it. That's funny. There's... Yeah. Or, or we might see this exact game again next month for the national championship. We could now here's the, the, the only way that, that I believe that that could happen is if Alabama beats Georgia, because Georgia's 12 and 0 Georgia's defense, they're averaging 6.9 points per game. They've given up 83 fucking points for the entire college football season. Their defense is fucking legit and loaded with NFL talent. Uh, Dean, their linebacker, uh, Davis, their monstrous defensive tackle. They've got some really good players defensively, and they've been a good good defensive ball club all year all year long. Um, so, if Bama beats Georgia, there's no way Georgia slips past three or four, most likely three. Alabama goes to one. Michigan probably would go to two. Georgia would go to three, and probably Cincinnati would stay put at four, assuming. But Cincinnati wins the AAC conference championship and they beat Houston, uh, the number 24 team in the uh, country. But if any one of those teams loses, if Bama loses, if Michigan loses, if, uh, if, if um, Cincinnati loses, it leaves the door open for an Oklahoma state who plays a big 12 title against Baylor on Saturday. They're the number seven seed and Notre Dame at the six seed uh, I should say six seed at the sixth spot. Um, they have a real outside chance. Look at in their best chances. Bama loses or Cincinnati loses and Bama loses and they can sneak in as a one loss uh, uh, team. But my, my feeling is Michigan beats Iowa for the big 10 title. They're going to the college football playoffs as high as a two, most likely looking as a, uh, a three seed. What's well, really exciting. It's fucking Let's super go exciting. Go blue. Uh, is there any chance? I know you don't want to talk about it. I don't know why I'm leaving you on this note, but that's right. Is Ohio State just out now? Yeah, Ohio State's out. They're a two-loss team. Um, there's a couple other two-loss teams that I think are, you know, if Bama, if Bama loses to Georgia, they're a better two-loss team. We keep saying if Bama loses to Georgia, I mean, is Bama projected to beat Georgia? Yeah, Bama, uh, Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. Today. Georgia is Georgia is a six and a half point. So Bama is projected to lose. Correct. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Bama's been Bama's been great. I mean, it's gonna be like offense for Bama's offense versus defense. Um it's gonna be really interesting. Uh you know, Bama's defense is really good too, but they they have not played great against subpar teams. Um, and Georgia really hasn't had to, you know, produce offensively because our defense have been, has been so fucking good. They've just been in great spots all the time. Um, 
it's going to be, it's going to be a really fucking good game. And I, you know, I don't think they're going to, I might take that Bama plus six and a half just because uh, we get a little stinky little beat brain damage gambling corner in there. Just cause I don't, I don't foresee them losing by a fucking a touchdown. That'd be, you know, it, it's going to be a cl- close game. It might be fucking 17, 13. You know what I mean? It might be low scoring. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have to go for that guys. Well, you'll be able to figure out what happened next week. Uh, if we're talking about it, you'll hear what happened. If we're not talking about it, you'll probably figure out what happened. Yeah. Uh, all right. MVPs <laughs> of the week real fast. Uh, I'll throw mine at Jordy Altman birthday today. Oh, happy oh, birthday, Jordy. Bro. Haven't had him on the pod. We'll rectify that. Uh, who's your MVP, brother? Oh, got to go Harbaugh. Getting that dub. Got that, got getting that dub. Good for him. Uh, guys, MVP Sports Podcast, episode 195. Thanks for listening. Went a little over the hour power. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Suck my fucking dick, Ohio. Suck my <laughs> fucking dick, Ohio. Suck, suck my fucking dick, Ohio. And you can eat my ass, too. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.